Testing, testing, one, two. Welcome to the Thought Box, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your boy, Wally West, 2900. It's your boy, C-Safe Damo. We coming here to give you the spill, the news, the happenings, what's going on from your favorite two cool cats. You know what I mean? Like always. Um, first things first. NFL week seven, baby. You know I gotta start off with that NFL. Oh yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. You oh my god. I guess we can start off with that Eagles versus Cowboys. Uh, we, I would love to talk about that. You know, go what ahead. are you go, know go ahead. Yeah, I'll give you my takeaways on it. You know, <laughs> Cowboys, go Cowboys, great game. Great game. We had some we had a lot of injuries during the game, but I mean we had, you know, Robert Quinn out there. Damn, rushing that edge. You know what I mean? Uh Zeke. Touchdown after touchdown. He was eating out there, Mark Cooper. You know, the Cowboys is showing you what they can do against a good team. Against a good team. So don't count the, don't count the fool for losses that you see out there, you know, when we lose to these sorry-ass Jets. You know what I mean? That's just us, you know, being lazy. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this as, as a true down-to-earth Eagles fan. You guys did not beat a good team. Sunday night. I mean, hey. The Eagles, as of week seven, are not a good team. By we, we are not the team we were two years ago. We are not the team that we were projected to be. When we showed up Sunday night, that team was half ass out there. We got beat in the air. We got beat on the ground. We got beat by... Our offense got beat by the defense. Tis true. Tis true. It, it it was it was ugly out there. It was preposterous. It, it's really not looking good for us as of right now. But I mean, thank God that we went and picked up uh, that defensive tackle off of somebody's practice squad. Y'all That's have. exactly what we needed. <coughs> Y'all can That's have. exactly what we need. We'll start straight to the Super Bowl from here. Okay. Y'all can have that, man. And then, so what about Doug Peterson pretty much going on the radio and saying, we're guaranteed to go in there and beat the Cowboys. We're going to beat the Cowboys guaranteed. Man. And that and, and that didn't, that, that lit a fire under your ass. Well, hey, you, hey, you see, you, you see what you see, the the outcome, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan, so I'm always going to feel like my team is always coming with it at the Eagles. And the Giants and the Redskins. Anybody in our division is already, you know, you got a target on your head when you see the Cowboys. So it's like. I hate to say it, but you guys are the clear dominant force in the NFC East right now. And that's, you know, that's what we always strive to be every year. And I'm proud of my team this year because a lot of it is usually, you know what I mean? I'm going to be honest. You know, my owner is a very. Eccentric is that the word I'm looking for? Billionaire Jerry Jones, and, yeah. And so and he feels like he has to have a head, Mr. And Burns. So. Yes, <laughs> and like every all the shit that we do, like Jerry Jones feels like, oh no, okay, well let me tell you how to do it. How about we go over here and what we're gonna do is we're gonna get Terrell Owens, all right? Because I, I I like him, you know, I, I like him. He said get some popcorn. I like popcorn. I want him on my team. I got the money. I can get him here. 
get him over here. And it's like sometimes that that attitude with Jerry Jones fucks us. Because yeah, you guys got a lot of money to spend. Yes, and Jerry Jones like You got to pay Dak. You got to pay Amari. Mm-hmm. You got to pay some of those defense. Oh, got to. The whole line got to definitely got to get paid. You know what I mean? Like I said, Robert Quinn, damn. Damn. And see, I, and I feel like the Eagles is a, are in the thrift store shopping for shopping Bargain for players. players. You, you, we just let go of uh, Mr. Dreyer's husband. Uh, he don't need to, he don't need to be nowhere. We, we let him go. Don't Did even, you see the effort that he put in? I was just about to tell you that. Look, did you was, see the effort? Oh my goodness! Now you see why we let him go. Like, like he couldn't even bring no insider knowledge. Like, hey, yo, hey, they're about to hit the they're slants about to do right this. now. I used to like, practice with these dudes. No, we couldn't bring nothing. Nah, that Mister Mister Dre. You know what I mean? Oh he, my God, your ass! Like he, I said, I he, take back my apology. That part, I, <laughs> I he he who shall remain nameless. Okay, you know so I mean? so before we move on from this Eagles Cowboys topic, what about the rumor that's going around now that's popped up? Is it, it's a consistent rumor? It gets killed and it comes back up, and this time it comes a rumor saying that um Lane Johnson is saying that Eagles players aren't taking it serious. They're showing up to practice late. They're half-assing in practice, and there's anonymous rumors. Saying that once again, the locker room is not happy with Carson Wentz. I would say that's true. I would say that's true only because, and I'm gonna take you back to, and, and it's not Carson Wentz play. It it, it's Carson Wentz's attitude, attitude. attitude in the locker room. Listen and listen, listen, see, safe, and I, and I'm, I'm gonna take it back. This is before we were doing the cast. And I'm gonna take you back to a conversation me and you had. When you guys first drafted him, when you know what I mean, you're an Eagles fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. We had these talks all the time. Little do people know. And um, this is when we first talked, compared the two. And even when you guys won the Super Bowl, if you remember when I told you this, I, I always said that it's gonna be hard for him to fill Nick Foles' shoes after Nick Foles accomplished what he did for the team and get Carson Wentz, even though he had such an incredible rookie season. It didn't amount to winning and the playoff experience that Nick Foles gave. And him coming back with the attitude or arrogance like, yeah, I'm still that dude. Nick you Foles can't do was that. the unofficial leader of, it, of our team. Exactly. And Carson Wentz, you know, rightfully so, though. He's a young guy. He was a number one pick. And before he got hurt, he was starting and he was winning and he was getting good numbers. Now, so, oh. when the other guy steps his shit up and he takes over, when Cap steps in for uh, Will, uh, you know, uh, Willie Beeman, you know what I mean, and Cap fucking scores the touchdowns and wins in the fucking Super Bowl, you you, you think the players is going to be like, oh, well, fuck it, let's go back with the young guy. They're going to be like, nah, we should have trusted Cap the whole well, time. Well, and, and I'm going to say this, and I'll give credit where it's due. I, I, I was watching Undisputed earlier. And they made some very good points. You might recall when Nick Foles was on his run, on his playoff run. Mm -hmm. Veteran Eagles players, captains and leaders, players like Chris Long, Mm -hmm. established leaders in the locker room, built shrines in their locker to Nick Foles. And it's like, rightfully so. This wasn't, and and this this has never happened for Carson Wentz. 
and it, and it can't. And Philly is a hard. And it's not like Carson wasn't there. He was. He's in the locker room watching this happen. Yeah, I mean, you got to be. And, do you, and everybody's thinking about this. And then you got to think, the next year, Nick Foles comes back again, and he goes on another playoff run. And and, and, and we almost went all the way if it's not for a drop pass. And, and not only did he do that, Nick Foles did this the whole time. That whole season, after winning the Super Bowl, he had to play the next season under scrutiny of losing his job to a guy that didn't even play in the Super Bowl or win it for you guys. Did, but did. they still treated him like, nah, well, this, this guy was the number one pick. And... We were using him all the way till he got hurt. We only plan to use you as like some kind of backup. You just got lucky. There, but you can't treat a man with experience in the hardware like he got lucky. No, it, it wasn't luck at all. No, no, I There's know the that. The best Super Bowl performance ever. NFC Conference performance ever. None of that was luck. But there's people saying that Carson Wentz had his ass saved this year by Nick Foles' injury. Because has Nick Foles gone on a winning spree with the Jags, or not even a winning spree, just had he threw for 300 yards every game, it would have been confirmed that Nick Foles should have been our franchise quarterback. The whole time. And I believe that. And Carson Wentz got his ass saved by that injury. I believe that from the moment I seen, you know what I mean, Nick Foles win you guys a tub. You know what I mean? I mean, when you when you guys a uh, Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Once I seen that. You, you want to talk about Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. Who did Nick Foles play? The GOAT. He, he played Tom Brady. Who is 7-0 and o as of week 7? Yeah. yeah you, do you honestly? I, I think you're taking it all the way, Dion. <coughs> I mean, hey. I might. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I think they're taking their defense. Is on, you have their fantasy. You have them oh, you know in I your do. fantasy team. You know I do, and I'm and, riding and, them out. And, oh, my goodness. I'm riding them out. Oh, my goodness. They, once they had the game where they scored like 30-something. I'll give you 30 50 f- bucks in real life for the Patriots <laughs> and your fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good they are. And then it's crazy because, we, you know, we just checked earlier. Like, damn, they project them for so low. Of points that it's like, it's honestly like the app, the fantasy apps are cheating for me. Like, oh no, the just, Patriots. Just so, just so you guys are aware, listeners, the NFL fantasy app. Now, mind you, for the last three games, the Patriots defense has put up at least twenty-three points. Or they more. put up about thirty-seven points against the Miami Dolphins earlier this year. They're they're averaging about like fifteen points a game. They're projecting him against the Cleveland Browns to only put up seven points. <laughs> oh. But, I mean, the defense is miraculous. But they had Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. The way they dissected the Jets. And, and you know what's crazy? With, with, with the defense, I had to think about this for, like, years. And, you know, as, as, at some point, we're going to have to get a number cruncher in here because we're going to have to start having somebody, like, desperately, like, bring us papers of hella facts because I need to know what's the most points ever scored on Tom Brady. I think it might be that Super Bowl game. Because, like, even when I think about, their, like, their defense is fantasy and shit like that, I was like, damn, 
how often does Tom Brady get blown out? Like, and we, because when you think about shit like that, you're like, how many touchdowns are scored on this guy? That's great for picking a defense in fantasy football. You know what I mean? A good tip, by the way, for anybody thinking so, to trying out fantasy football or something like that. Speak, speaking of scored against Tom Brady, which would also mean Bill Belichick. And, and the miraculous defense they're running. The Lions also running a miraculous defense. Hmm. Did you know that the Patriots are the number one team running the man, followed second by the Lions, who hmm. was coached by Matt Patricia? No, I did not. And you know Matt Patricia is uh, the protege but of I'm Bill a, Belichick. I'm a hella big fan of man defense. So that's what it's like. That's, that's fucking dope. So the Patriots go at 7 0. 49ers are 6 0. Saints yeah, are 6 1. Surprised as fuck. Saints are 6 1. Yeah. Seahawks are 6 1. Yes. The Packers are 6 1. Ugh. I want to say the Saints are on a six game win streak with their backup quarterback, Terry Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is given an MVP re- performance. Aaron Rodgers is looking like 2012 Aaron Rodgers out here. I don't like Aaron. Okay, look, I'll say this. He is, but that damn running back is breathing life into their fucking team. Whoever, uh, I mean, not whoever, but that young guy, what's his name? It's not Aaron Jones, is it? I believe so. Whoever the starting running back is for them, this young dude, he's breathing life all into their damn team. Every fucking week, these last couple weeks, ever since he, they did it to us, I've been hearing his damn name. Ever since he fucking ran like like a damn yeah, chicken with yeah, his head cut it's off. Aaron Jones. He's the starter running back. What, what rank is he? What rank is he in fantasy football right now among He's running backs? The fourth run, no, fourth running back. In, exactly. That motherfucker right there is. He's he's helping Aaron Rodgers a lot. And you know what? He's getting most of them in, in passing yards. Oh, he's catching it out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. A little Le'Veon Bell action in there. He could, he could run and catch. Yep. Um, played against the Raiders. 33 receiving yards, 50 rushing yards. Mm. With a one receiving touchdown. Mm. So he get, he he's like an all-purpose back. He's getting all-purpose yards. You can't look at his shit by rushing yards. You got to look at his just all-purpose yards, how many yards did he get. When he played you guys, he had four rushing touchdowns. 107 yeah, rushing yards. Yes, he balled the fuck out against us. And 75 receiving yards. Yeah, that shit was annoying as shit. <coughs> I didn't like any part he of it. He put up 49 points fantasy. Yeah, I didn't like any part of it. It pissed me all the way the fuck off. I couldn't fucking stand it. All right, man. So that's about pretty much sums up the NFL. The NFL, week seven. yes. I mean, any other team that you feel like we didn't mention, they probably shouldn't be mentioned. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, shout out to the Ravens. We almost left them out. Uh, oh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar is doing Jackson his thing. is doing his shit. Lamar Jackson is doing his thing. They got a You know buy he's gonna uh, have to have a better running season than Mike Vick did. He's yes, have he a is. Record running season. That's what he's definitely gonna do. I can almost guarantee that. So, moving on to shows. 
Which one you want to start with? No. I just finished The Boys. Amazon Prime. Awesome, awesome. Shout out to Amazon Prime. Shout out to Seth Rogen. Who co-created? Who co-brought it to life? Is it? Is it? <coughs> Seth Rogen? Yeah, he's one of the people, one of the directors that brought it like uh, Because he also does Preacher. With wow. another dude, with another dude on a, I don't know if it's FX or AMC. Yeah. But I know Seth Rogen is the co-producer. Shout out to him and the other guy. I can't think of your name right now, but shout out to both you guys and the dude uh, that wrote it. I don't know if he's from My Chemical Romance or fucking. He's from one of these bands, but the dude that wrote the comic, the graphic novels, the boy's actually from a fucking. He's a. Well, fucking, I, I think you told me that one before. Yeah. Without going into too many spoilers, and, and I definitely won't spoil the end for anybody because I think the end was a big mind fuck. Yeah, it was. It, but it, um, Starlight. How'd you love? Did you did you love it? What'd you think? What'd you, okay, I out, loved it. What'd you give it out? It's one to ten. What would you? <laughs> it's crazy. Nine. Because our, I'll give it a nine. I'll, I'll accept that because I feel like a <laughs> lot of it was predictable. The end was that what a twist. Yeah. But I felt like a lot of it was predictable. And that's why this spoiler I'll give because I feel like you kind of sense it from episode two. Starlight, you know, rebelling. Yeah. Yeah. Going through her phase and exposing the deep. Yes. Yes. And that comes as like, I'll say it like this because they, they had to touch bases on it. Because you know how it goes. When you when you change anything from the source material, especially when it comes to comics, you know the community has a fucking outrage. You know what I mean? And they kind of changed that a little bit. And uh, uh, you know, I mean, I feel like we could have a spoiler review about it just because it's been out so long. You know what I mean? Because like, okay, because so I want to talk about it. Skip, we can, skip we can, past we, this let, part. Yeah, let's give it like a if like you, a. Uh, if you don't want a spoiler for the end yeah, of the boys, exactly. Skip past about five, four. Spoiler three, warning. Last, last, two, last uh, warning. One. We're here. Homelander discovering Butcher's wife raising Homelander's son anonymously somewhere in suburbia. Away from them both. Away from them both. I mean, she didn't didn't want to be around either of them. This brings up more questions than Than answers. answers. Exactly. Now, before I even touch you on that, let me tell you this. You know me, I'm big. I'm a comic geek. So, you know, I had to brush myself up on the whole source material. It ventures off the source material a lot. But it it stays true to a lot of it. The way... uh, uh, I don't know why I keep calling him Willie. Billy? Is it we? We... What the fuck is the kid's name? The kid. The kid. The kid. It's not Billy? I think it is we, Billy. Billy, though, the one who loses his girlfriend. Our antagonist. I mean, protagonist. Pro- yeah, our protagonist. Man, why can't I think of his name? Because he's. Cause everybody else is cooler. Yeah, Mo- I guess Mo- so. Like, Mo- Mother's Milk, Frenchie, everybody. everybody. I mean, I kind of feel bad for Mother's Milk for falling for Butcher's bullshit again. Yeah. But it's like, you know, fool me once, shame on you. 
fool me twice, shame on me. Exactly. But no Mallory. Yeah. And Mallory. Lamplight. Yeah. Burned. Her, her grandkids. grandchildren. That really happened in the comics. Dust. That really happened in the comics. Only difference is, see, there's something. They can bring superheroes back to life. Yeah. They haven't touched bases on that. Yeah. In the comics, by that time, you find, like, you know, you know, because they could explain a bunch of shit in, in, in the mm-hmm. paragraph. And they pretty much explain that you could bring them back to life, but whenever you bring a hero back to life, nigga, they're fucking, like, they're mush. They're brain dead. You know what I mean? To where fucking Homelander killed him. They made a deal. They found out it was him. You see how badass they are. They caught him. Homelander mm-hmm. came down and was like, listen, you know, I'm not going to let you guys interfere with my shit. You guys are trying to fuck my image. I'll kill you guys. But check this out. I'll squash it. He kills your grandkids. I'm going to fucking kill him. Don't even worry about it. You don't even have to explain anything to me anymore. You know what I mean? And he did. Like, he killed him, brought him back to life for the other members, and he left them locked up in a dungeon. Wow. Like, but... You can tell Seth Rogen is trying to keep it still true to that source material. The same thing as the Me Too shit, as far as the Starlight. Yeah. In the comics, that was never really like. She didn't get as much justice as she should have in the comics. Yeah. And it was more than just the Deep. It was the Homelander, the Deep, Black Noir, and A Train. Yeah. Like they all came in there and were like, "Well, how bad do you want to be in the team?" I think that show. I think, uh, they they kind of made that better, more I think acceptable. That show, I think, all or nothing, <coughs> and I think um, the man in the high castle. Mm. Those three shows kind of save Amazon Prime. Mm. There's so, a couple other shows they have with like you know original content. Yeah, and that's what and, I love, and and it saves it. So then, what you're really gonna love? Disney Plus drops in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. Disney Plus. I can't wait. And they have all these supposed Marvel shows that are already ready. Original so, content. Yeah. So I better be re- I better be Marvel, able to watch all Star of Star Wars. Yeah. Not including the entire Disney catalog at your fingertips. And you know me. I want to be able to. Get ready to... for your kids to be Disneyed out. Oh, yeah. Well, I have, well, hey, I have a good little bunch and they're, man. Huh. This is the perfect time for me to be Disneyed out. Let's just say that. And I'll have Deadpool on demand. Yeah, um, they're gonna they they're selling it uh in one year, two year, and three year bundles. That's how they do uh, the DC. I might show. go. I might go ahead and get two year bundles. Shout out to DC too. Yeah, you should do the same for DC. They do DC the same way. You no, know, I've been I've been thinking about getting the DC, and I keep I just keep letting it slip my mind. I, I do need to go ahead and do that. Yeah. With the Disney Plus, I'm I'm real excited about uh the Mandalorian. The Star Wars original content. A buddy of mine. A buddy of mine, Z Punches, told me the same, the same shit. Speaking of Star Wars, um, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker coming out December 20th. I gotta go see that. I got I got tickets for a pre-fan event okay. December 19th. Uh, I'll be there to see it. We're there. It's gonna be amazing. We're there. Man. If I could pop up there with you, we're definitely there. It's gonna be the end of the saga, man. They're wrapping up 40 years, 42 years, I believe, 1977. So what are I, see the thing about it is like you know I'm, you know I'm big on cinema and you know I love TV and film and media and storytelling. What are they gonna leave us with? You know what I mean? 
don't Game of Thrones is. Now I'm all. I'm yeah, looking that, at, that's uh, what. That's what. Uh, uh, don't Game of Thrones. Is, I'm looking man. at everybody like, please just don't Game of Thrones. Do is. not Game of Thrones is. Please, we we don't want that. Man. On a lighter note, something with a more uh, consistent story that we all can agree with. New Rick and Morty coming out. I cannot fucking wait. Okay, look. We know this season is about to drop. Do we want to do speculations or guesses or, you know what I mean, so have you on the thing about Evil Morty? Or are we just going to let that play out? Or, you know what I mean? Because I got my theory. I think Evil Morty is the original Morty. Well, when you say, when we say original Morty, because I'm going to make sure me and you on the same page. You mean, or like the main Rick, the Rick we follow, C-137 to be exact, I believe. But His Morty. His Morty, yes. I believe that as well. And I believe that Morty has been through more things. Than we could even fucking imagine. Yes. Agreed. And he comes from a life, if I'm not mistaken, he comes from a life where Rick never left in the first place. He comes from a whole different life. But, uh, you know, his universe or whatever, you know what I mean? But, because I wonder how they do this. Like, I'm sorry, no offense to the writers, but, like, I just, I can't imagine you not being on LSD when you're writing this. So, you do, Justin Roiland and Dan (laughs) Harmon, shout out to them. You gotta be high as shit, as high as fuck when you are writing the show, but. I love you guys for this shit. I enjoy the fuck out of it. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I feel like, my, like I said, the evil Morty. I can't even necessarily call him evil Morty anymore. I'm going to just call him cynical Morty. Cynical less of an evil word. He's less evil, but he's still, like, a bad guy, kind of. Maybe. I don't know. 60-40. <laughs> but, like, yeah. Because it's like I, like we seen Rick's memories. If you remember, we seen in the season before when the evil Rick or whatever had him, he was going through our Rick, our main Rick's memories. One of the things they showed in his memories was him holding a baby Morty. How is that possible when they say that he's been gone for 20 years? Morty's not 20. See, and, and the whole Evil Morty conundrum, because if you remember, the first season of Rick and Morty was kind of just all over the place, no consistent storyline. The Evil Morty thing kind of gives it a direction to go down, just like the Council of Ricks yeah. gave it a direction to go down. And the, uh, what was it, the uh, Intergalactic Federation, mm-hmm. when he went to jail, we thought it was over. <laughs> when that season ended and we're like, what happened? He went to jail. Can never forget the Unity episode, bro. That was one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> I need the whole field to look like uh look like my dad. <laughs> he I said I need to bang you on the field, and I need everybody in the bleachers to look like my dad while <laughs> cheering me on, yeah. saying "Go, son." That's crazy. That's <laughs> a crazy ass baby mama, like. Speaking of crazy-ass baby mamas, I know you heard of that little Fizz and April shit. No, I have not. Please fill me in on this okay, shit. Okay, so do you know who April is? I didn't know who the bitch Wait, was. Wait, she got a uh, Excuse me. I didn't know who the woman was prior to three man. weeks ago. She's Omarion's baby mama. See, I guess his first baby mama. Dude, man. 
Lil Fizz is, is smashing. These bitches. For lack of uh, worse words, Lil Fizz is smashing. The world is For worse up. come to worse, How are you they taking it to national television now on Love and Hip Hop. He right. asking her on a date, will you be my girlfriend? And they're making out at the table. Hey, listen. Let me tell you like this. I'm going to give you a little. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> How are you, little fizz, and you can't find no other bitch than a nigga that you knows, baby mama? Fuck a nigga that you know. That's your boy. That's, I'm, that's, that's your like, boy. Like, look, I had to just simplify this shit. Y'all get money together. No, Y'all no, grew that up part, together. That part, look. See, Seth, I just had to. You feel me? You know, I just tried to simplify it. But keeping it all the way a thousand, like, come on now. Come the fuck on. Are you serious? That shit don't even sound right. That makes no fucking sense at all. And so why do they, why are they so, like, everybody in the industry is so insistent on recycling the same women? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, what the fuck do these bitches got? What What is it? Like, is it because they got their own money? The bitches? Yeah, maybe that. I don't like, like know. maybe it's because they got their own money, so these dudes feel like they like them personally. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on. That shit is ridiculous. Like, how are you niggas, you famous ass niggas, fuck with the same exact hoes, my nigga? That's because ridiculous. You know, all the we know all these fire women, who you know they're not in the industry and ran through, but for some reason they just keep recycling the same ass women. Yeah, that shit. Fuck. <coughs> that shit. Fucking. That shit bottles my mind. If I was Omarion, I would need a fade. (laughs) Nigga, what? That nigga Omarion about to pop lock to this nigga's front door, nigga, and start banging on this nigga shit. Nah, you know a fade taking priority over all of that? Hmm. Gucci Man and DJ Envy. So, yeah. What did they get into it over? See, DJ Envy got a thing about getting into it with a lot of niggas, though. So... Him and the Gucci other nigga. Man recently Both did, the E's, Envy and Ebro. Gucci Man recently did an interview with Charlemagne the God. Uh-huh. Just, you know, it wasn't in the studio. It was just Charlemagne. Yeah. Now, I just watched it, so I'm really not too familiar. But from what I understand, Gucci invited all of them to show up, and only Charlemagne showed up. Mm. Because I guess. Oh, I kind of, look, look. I guess. I know the Angela Yee shit. I heard about that. Yeah. I heard about that. The lip service. That's years ago. And the crazy part about it, I can't. And I guess. It, it, uh, it's like they 50-50. I got to go listen to, the, to it again. So but in it the didn't. interview with Charlamagne, Gucci Man basically said that he going to beat the shit out of DJ Envy. He will slap Angela Yee bitch ass. Yeah, and I, I, I can see him saying that shit because... If I recall correctly, y'all don't go ahead and quote Wally West on this, you know what I mean? But uh, if, I can re- if I recall correctly, like, it was some shit interview. She used to do a show called Lip Service on Shade 45, Sirius Radio. And, um, yeah, back in the day, like, she did an interview with him or something. And um, I don't know if they were supposed to be flirting with each other or whatever, what so have you. Later down the line, years later, Gucci Man does an interview and like, I don't know if he was saying like she was on him or, you know, just how a rapper would talk. You know what I mean? Like yeah. normal, normal shit. I don't, you know, like yeah, the bitch was on me. I'm Gucci Man. I'm not saying he said it like that or nothing, but you know what I mean. I don't know how it came off to her, but she took it the wrong way. You know, next thing you know, it's like 
I was seeing that a lot. It was popping up on my YouTube and Twitter stream. And so we're gonna go ahead and play this two-minute clip by um, Hip Hop DX, and this is DJ Envy responding to Gucci Man saying he's gonna slap him when he sees him. Gucci Mane sat down with Charlemagne the God for an in-depth interview, which ended up Once again, this is from YouTube, Hip Hop DX. All credit to them. Make sure you like and subscribe their video. Covering Guwap's recent spat with Charlemagne the Breakfast Club co-host Angela Yee, and while discussing his alleged ban from the popular show, Gucci threatened to slap DJ Envy the next time he sees the radio host. It came from that punk man and DJ Envy. He's a too. Envy did it too. Envy's putting that. You scared it. Wasn't even scared to come. Where is he at? He, he wasn't said gonna Envy's come. a bitch, he man. He's pussy, man. Court thing. Charlemagne wasn't there. He was there. Him and the girl or whatever. So he ain't had the nuts to come after he did that. I was going to confront him, too. I was going to say, hey, man, you got something to say to me? I just wanted to see what he was going to say. Because he seemed like he had something to say. He wanted to say something. Gucci made it clear he's got a problem with DJ Envy and issued a stern warning. I don't think it's an issue. So I'm going to you know, get him his face-to-face. -face because I ain't no man. Him had no issue. But I do got an issue with him, too. I got an issue with him now. I'm going to step to him. Not saying. Just like the way that he stepped to Deesus and Merrill talking about his wife when they came up there. He confronted them. So I'm going to confront him about what he and Angela did. If he come at me wrong, I'm going to slap the shit out of him. So yeah, DJ Envy fired back at Gucci via Instagram, noting that he heard some lies and it warranted a response. The Breakfast Club host reiterated Charlemagne's claim that Guap was never banned from the show and explained his side of the story. Well, at C the guy gave me a heads up when his interview was done and I told him play it. Envy wrote, This isn't the first time I've been threatened by an artist and probably won't be the last time. I never been slapped or snuffed or jumped before, so I'm not sure where that came from. But funny by all means, at LaFlair 1017 was never banned from the breakfast club when asked would i do an interview without ye my reply was i will not do anything unless you clear with my co-worker we call that rhino for your team where i'm from and he's upset because my co-worker defended herself never in a million years will i tell my co-host what to say and what not to say we share that platform when gucci did that post about hey, i'm done hearing the clip i don't gotta hear no more gucci clone boom beat the shit out of dj envy <laughs> DJ Envy, stop playing with Gucci Clone. Right. Gucci Clone to pull up on Gucci Clone to murder the nigga. Right, and got and cloned himself into a whole different nigga. Why are you playing with Gucci Clone? The fuck, you gonna make this nigga clone into another nigga? He's about to shadow clone Gucci. And start working out again. It become different, like, man. Start working out again? Like, this nigga gonna go to jail again and become no more, no tattoos, different teeth again. This nigga's a different nigga. I'm tired of looking at this nigga in interviews. He's mad at Angela Yee. He's, it, it's ridiculous. But you know what, man? More power to you. And a lot of people made money by being messy. Yeah, and yeah. now, these artists aren't playing that shit. Exactly. They aren't playing that. You're going to have to... You made more. You made money, but you're going to have to pay a lot more than money. Yeah, it's like... It's like now, it's like... I feel like this. Unless you're going to give it raw or you're going to be, be a thousand and give it to niggas like, like you're us. You feel me? Like, you can't be out there or you're going to meet the end, the end that they're coming to. You feel me? Man. But shit. It's looking about that time. Go ahead, wrap it on up, man. You know what I mean? And uh, Once again...
It's your boy C Save Damo. I'm gonna pass it off to your host. Wally West 2900. As always, you guys were in the thought box. And I'm gonna leave you guys with the closing statement. You know, y'all hear how these artists and shit like this get at these other interviewers or these people that's out here and they try to be sneaky and shit. And like C Safe said, the time for that is over. It's, you know, these artists not having that. And it's like you gotta listen to something real or go for something real like us. You know what I mean? In the thought box. So it's like, you know, y'all have a good one. Y'all have a good night, good afternoon, good morning. Whenever y'all listen to this podcast. And uh, as always, y'all keep it classy and stay smoking.